Stay with us as extreme silliness beckons in I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Dennis King, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in Rill, the fine North Wales coastal resort. Historians have recently proved that a small group led by one Owain Madog sailed from these shores from America. Their descendants were discovered in the 18th century as a tribe of apparently Native American Indians, who were in fact obviously Welsh. As the English settlers crossed the Midwest Plains, they spotted smoke signals and realized the tribe were burning down their holiday homes. This coastline is famous for its massive castles, and the first was built by Llewellyn the Great as a royal home. But this is now a sad ruin, thanks to Llewellyn the Bowen. <laughs> inland, inland, the area is noted for its outstanding natural beauty, and down the years it's attracted many famous visitors, including Princess Margaret, who went on her honeymoon to Mount Snowdon. Along the coast, the town of Colwyn Bay boasts the world's largest annual fishing festival. Last year's was this big. <laughs> this part of Wales is very much linked with the legend of Owen Glendour, the 15th century nationalist leader whom locals believe will reappear to fight unwelcome incursions by the English and seldom can his presence have been more urgently required <laughs> than when I say, let's meet the teams. <laughs> there are, on my left, Barry Cryer and Andy Hamilton. <laughs> and on my right, Tim Brooke-Taylor and Tony Hawkes. And eager to please, on the desk next to me, a warm welcome for our delightful scorer, the lovely Samantha. Okay, we start with an educational round, looking at the subtleties in meaning of certain words in the English language. For example, there's often confusion between terms such as strategy and tactics. Well, strategy represents the art or science of the planning and conduct required successfully to achieve long-term goals, whereas tactics are little minty sweets. <laughs> so, teams, I'd like you please to share any new definitions you may have spotted recently. Barry, would you care to start, please? Expert. Saggy. <laughs> Tim? Digression, Welsh fighting talk. <laughs> Andy. Chafe, a posh chav. <laughs> Tony. Euthanasia, 
young people in China. <laughs> Gastronome, flatulent elf. <laughs> ah, on that theme, impending, death of a pixie. <laughs> Witchcraft, Anne Robinson's boat. <laughs> Rumination, Australia. <laughs> Fallacy, cocky. <laughs> Nubile, recent speech by Ian Paisley. <laughs> Wisteria, a nostalgic form of panic. <laughs> Triumph, to attempt to get off with our chairman. <laughs> Lamentable. <laughs> the Sunday roast is ready. A la carte, Muslim wheelbarrow. <laughs> Transistor, a nun with surprisingly large hands. <laughs> the teams are going to sing for us now in the game we call One Song to the Tune of Another. Probably the easiest way to understand this is to think of a song as supermarket shopping. The tune is represented by the trolley, holding together and transporting the goods or words. If you had a shorter song, then it might be just a handheld basket, in which case you may qualify for the speedier nine items or fewer checkout. <laughs> Not that that should make any difference. No one who works in a supermarket can add up anyway. <laughs> Present them with two dozen checkouts and they think they can be staffed by four people. Well, with that explained, piano accompaniment will be provided by Dennis King. Listeners, listeners will be interested to learn that Dennis studied at the Guildhall School of Music and went on to become Britain's most accomplished writer of TV music, including the themes from Black Beauty, Wurzel Gummidge and Lovejoy. With countless film and TV credits and appearances, his glittering career eventually presented Dennis the ultimate professional challenge. Standing in for Colin Sell. <laughs> okay, Tim, you can start this round by singing the words of Roxanne by the police to the tune of Dennis King's best known composition, the theme to Black Beauty. <laughs> Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light Those days are over, you don't have to sell your body to the night Roxanne, you don't have to wear that dress tonight Walk the streets for money, you don't care if it's right or if it's right You know this chick that is Roxanne 
You don't have to put on the red light. Roxanne, you don't have to put the red light. We're going to final finish. Put on the red light. Put on the red light. You now, Barry, I'd like you to sing the words of There's No One Quite Like Grandma to the tune of Delilah. There's no one quite like Grandma, and I know you will agree. She always is a friend to you, and she's a friend to me. There's no one quite like Grandma. There in times of need before it's bedtime on her knee. a book she'll read Grandma we love you Grandma we do Though you may be far away we think of you and one day when we're older we'll look back You now, Tony, would you please sing the words of Girlfriend in a Coma by the Smiths <laughs> to the tune of Tiptoe Through the Tulip. Girlfriend in a coma, I know, I know, that is serious. So, girlfriend in a coma, I know. Really serious. There were times when I could have murdered her, but I would hate anything to happen to her. Do you really think she'll pull through? Do you really think she'll pull through? Oh, girlfriend, yes, it's serious. My, 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 my baby. Finally, Andy, would you please sing the words of Daddy Wouldn't Buy Me a Bow Wow to the tune of the Can Can? I love my little cat, I do, its coat is oh so warm. It comes each day with me to school and sits up on the floor. Teacher says, why do you bring that little pet of yours? I tell her that I bring my cat along with me because Daddy wouldn't buy me a bow wow, bow wow, bow wow, bow wow. I can die happy now. <laughs> Actually, any time before the end of the show would be good. 
Our next game is called Karaoke Koki and requires audience participation. One of the best-loved national traits of the Welsh is their unfailing ability at community singing, even faced with the worst adversity. In the dark days of the Great War, one recalls how the Welsh guards in the trenches sang bread of heaven across no man's land to intimidate the enemy. <laughs> they could only respond with a few hundred thousand rounds of howitzer shells of... every day for the next four years. <laughs> Our audience will shortly be invited to Hammer's song. The first team to buzz in and identify the song wins points. If they're wrong, the audience must pick up humming again where they left off <laughs> until someone gets it right or my tranquilizers wear off. <laughs> audience, the title of your first song will now be relayed to you via the laser display screen. For listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Calon Lan. Calon Lan. Okay, Dennis, will you play a brief introduction and then off you should go. Fingers on buzzers, teams. Start us off, Dennis. Is it the sound of silence? <laughs> Tony, you buzzed. I, I did buzz, but... Uh, you, you, oh, they're, you, oh, oh, they're shouting again. They're singing, they're Where's singing. The no, it's not singing. That's, that's a wasp's nest. I've heard that. <laughs> Don't discourage them. They're singing. There it is. It's Beyonce, but I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Barry. but I think I'd like it to stop. <laughs> Can we hear a bit more? Pick, pick it up where you left off. Where <laughs> All together now. <laughs> is it in Welsh? It's Welsh. Well, we wouldn't know it then. <laughs> it's Welsh, isn't it? It's a Welsh song. What is what? it? What was it? Not unusual. I don't know. It's Welsh. Do, <laughs> do any of you know? No. No, well, nobody gets any marks then. <laughs> Are you going Audience, to tell us what I don't was? know how to pronounce it, so tell them what it is. <laughs> Calon Lang. Ah. Ah. Very, very beautiful. Nice. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Which is now Nolak, spelt backwards. <laughs> that information into my life in any use. <laughs> Let's try another one. Here's a further song title for you, audience, and here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. The Hallelujah Chorus. The Hallelujah Chorus. Are you all ready, teams? Okay, Dennis, another intro, please. Some of the audience are patronising us by singing the name of the song. (laughs) 
which is... It was Ali and Lula. Lula. <laughs> yes, it was the Hallelujah Chorus. Ah, yeah. In eight different keys. <laughs> OK, that went well. Off we go on to another game. Oh. Hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll say that again. That went well off. <laughs> we go on to another game. The game is called Ready Steady Health Kitchen. And I see I'm required to assume the role of Angus Deaton. So while two prostitutes and a kilo of cocaine are delivered to my dressing room, I'll explain how it works. This is a game of competitive cookery. Cookery shows are all the rage these days, with hosts such as Ainsley Harriet, who I notice seems to have changed a bit since the days when he was in All Creatures Great and Small. In this round, each team will be given a selection of cooking equipment, and their task is to create a mouth-watering dish within a given time limit. You can start, Tim and Tony, and I'd like you to pretend to be two celebrities, one a chef. I've provided you with the following equipment, a knife, an egg whisk, a saucepan, an electric tin opener, and a gas oven. So you, Tony, are the chef, Raymond Blanc, and you, Tim, are the queen. Off you go. Off you go. First, we start with the ingredients. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> what are you going to put in there, Raymond? Well, we start with a fox. Right. And I have one of my corgis. Excellent. Yes. Also a swan. And a horse. And a horse. Yes. Okay. okay. But first we need to use kitchen utensils. Oh. Where is your egg timer? Ah, uh, he's got the day off. <laughs> the clock's ticking away. Well, let's put the oven on. Okay, start the clock. Yes. What, what, uh, what, what are you going to turn it up to? <laughs> um, have you got a knob of butter? Uh, no, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just not particularly pleased to see it. <laughs> Turn it up. Put it on gas Mark Phillips or something. There we go. Huh? Excellent. What did you just do? <laughs> I'm the Queen. I can do whatever yes, I like. Not, at all. <laughs> not in my country, you can't. <laughs> We have ways of dealing with your types. Okay, hurry let's up. get on with the cooking. We have done nothing. Hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> Quick, press this. What is the act? <laughs> I don't know. I'm losing the will to live. Uh, that's better than cooking this rubbish. Anyway, we are finished. It is a, it's a fox stew. Oh. And oh, it's a stew that fox you, anyway. <laughs> Quickly, finally, we just do this, and this again, and this once more till it gets a big laugh, <laughs> and we have finished. Have we? No, no. <laughs> but I think our time's up. <laughs> yes, I think so in many ways. And we'll... <laughs> Career-wise, yes. Right now, your turn, Barry and Andy. Once again, I want you to assume the roles of celebrity and celebrity chef, but your equipment will comprise some kitchen scissors, a meat tenderizer, a saucepan, a toaster, and a microwave oven. You, Andy, are the chef Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> and you, Barry, are Abby Titmus. <laughs> if I may say so, inspired casting. <laughs> Off you go. 
Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen in Nightmare. <laughs> and I'd just like to welcome Abby Tipmas. Actually, Abby, you come across a bit differently as to how I thought you come across on the telly. What are you on about? <laughs> Well, it's always uh, best. You should never cook uh, without some nice wine to drink. So, Abby, why don't you open us a, a nice bottle of wine? Uh, <sighs> I've, I've never seen a bottle open that way before. Have you? <laughs> does, does that not hurt your thighs? Never mind that. Where's the cork gone? <laughs> Right, what, 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 what are we going to cook, Abby? What, what, well, what? I, thought, I thought something simple. Simple you know? would be good, I think. Egg yeah. on toast, sort of, like. Egg on toast. All right, well, let's start by uh, breaking the eggs. You break the eggs there? Break the eggs. Break the eggs. Right, right. No. No. Abby, give me the f***ing hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not how you break eggs, is it? All right, let's, let's go simpler. Let's do um, eggs on toast. All right, all okay, right. what do you need to make toast? Bread? Yeah, yeah, so put it in the toaster, put it in the toaster. Right. Now that's the f***ing eggs, you... <laughs> Endozy cow. Got to hurry you along now, quick. Fill the pan, fill hurry the saucepan. Hurry up, hurry up, Fill the saucepan, come on, hurry up, fill the saucepan. Yeah, I meant with water. We can't, that's not hygienic. We can't cook in that. Why don't you... You... King of Aggies. Can I just say, I don't think it's very ladylike to swear like that. I'm off. And that's, um... Le Fala Titmus, everybody. And next week, my guest is Wayne... King Rooney. <laughs> the teams are going to take a look now at some Welsh proverbs in the round called Welsh Proverbs. <laughs> OK, teams, I've brought along the opening lines from a series of proverbs translated from the medieval Welsh, which I shall invite you to complete. To read the proverbs in their original Welsh, please welcome the theatre's manager, Gareth Owen. The first proverb is for you, Tony, and it's A Hayon Rhine Nachherded and Which translated is he, he who lays thorns upon the floor knows what he bought his sandals for. <laughs> Very nearly spot on. Should not go barefoot past the door. Tim, this is your Welsh proverb. Ni lwyd cell goris deddwraig. The wife who all the day doth rest gets to know the milkman best. <laughs> Again, very close. Ah. The answer is seldom of dairies has the best. <laughs> Andy, your Welsh proverb now. If you wicked are and cruel, join Ofsted and shut down a school. <laughs> the actual answer is pins you'll swallow with your gruel. 
finally, Barry. Hide hoy deas i astid. If a stranger asks advice, suddenly speak in Welsh. <laughs> No, it's answer true and in a trice. Here are some for any of you to have a go at. Ni elwir carain, ni ganiv. We call him not clever, who... Who calls his manhood Trevor. John Thomas was Welsh, wasn't he? <laughs> he should have said, prospereth never. Here's another. Gwell gwichior colydd. Better to hear your bowels squeak than... than to wonder where the gerbil is. The answer is, feel a blush upon the cheek. And finally... Better at sea to be helpless tossed... Than have it done on land at twice the cost. (laughs) Well, it's really, then, upon unknown mountains lost. Well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show. <laughs> but there's just time to squeeze in a round of Highway Code songbook. Samantha tells me she has to nip out now as she's giving driving lessons to her new gentleman friend. He's a bit nervous about joining fast major roads, but Samantha says he'll soon learn how to pull out for a 50-mile-an-hour spurt. <laughs> So while she's away coping with that, I'll invite the teams to suggest titles of songs likely to appeal to anyone taking their driving test. Andy, will you start, please? Red and yellow and pink and green, orange and purple and blue, is not the sequence of a traffic light. <laughs> so I'm afraid you failed, Mr. Prendergast. Desmond Decker with his rear lights. <laughs> oh. Examiner. 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 Itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot Lamborghini. Breaking uphill is so very hard to do. Once, twice, three times I failed it. River deep, mountain high. Try to avoid them if you can, Mr. Prendergast. Do you know the way to San Jose? (laughs) Is this the way to Amarillo? (laughs) Gear stick on your collar. (laughs) But you probably noticed that. (laughs) Break fast at Tiffany's. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as the fluffy newborn chick of hope tumbles from the eggshell of life and splashes into the hot frying pan of doom, 
I notice it's the end of the show, so from myself, Samantha, the teams, and the fine folk of Rill, it's goodbye. Barry Cryer, Andy Hamilton, Tim Brooke Taylor, and Tony Hawks have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Dennis King setting Solomon to music. Programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, producer was John Naismith. Thank <laughs> you.